today is the second Sunday of Christmas and tomorrow is the Feast of the Epiphany when we recognize the arrival of the Magi in Bethlehem to worship the newborn King of Kings, Jesus Christ. Epiphany is often marked with a festival of light, which is fitting as Jesus is the light of the world as we have just read in John's Gospel. Because today in the Gospel passage from the first chapter of the Gospel according to St. John, we get an idea of John's intent in his writing. John was writing specifically to convince people of the fact that Jesus is God. To do this, John uses a bit of parallelism which hits you from the very beginning. John opens his telling of the Gospel in the beginning. Does that sound familiar? It should. Moses began his telling of the creation story in the beginning. Moses said, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and was void, and darkness was over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. Creation came from the spoken word of God. And now as we return to the Gospel as told by John, we hear John say, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him not anything made was made. First and foremost, in our recognizing what John is doing, is to see how John drew the parallel between Genesis and his telling of the Gospel. He's basically saying, you all know how God created the world. Let me give you a little more detail. And in the process, he inserts the character of the Word. In Genesis, the fact that God spoke everything into existence, it seems that in the first few sentences that John may be just dramatizing that creative action of God. That creative action, he spoke by his word all things into existence. And that would be a good reading, and it would make sense until John continues on and draws a distinction between God the Father and the Word. And in that distinction, the Word is revealed as a separate person in this creative process, and that becomes most distinctly aware or most distinctly obvious when we get down to the 14th verse with the words and the word became flesh through this little twist to the story the listener or the reader at the time who thought he was hearing simply another normal retelling of the creation story is suddenly confronted with the fact that John is actually talking about Jesus and it's helpful to pause here for a moment and flesh out some of the theological details that are clear in this text but easy to read over. Beginning with the Word was with God and the Word was God. Jesus was with God. Jesus is a separate person than God the Father. Jesus was God. Jesus, just like God the Father, is fully God. And then all things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made. Jesus was part of that creation process of all created things. Jesus Himself was not created, 
but He created all that was created. And this means that Jesus is co-eternal with God the Father. And then next, skipped over in my summary just a moment ago, John the Baptist is a witness to Jesus and preparing the way for Him. I want to point out those details because there are certain groups such as the so-called Jehovah Witnesses and the Mormons, among others, that make the claim that Jesus was either created or birthed after the creation. And both of those beliefs deny the full divinity of Jesus as the Christ and our heresies. And these heresies are nothing new. The same heresy was taught by name a man named Arius back in the early 300s. And as a result, we had the Council of Nicaea in the year of our Lord, 325, which, among other things, clearly declared the teaching of Arius to be heresy and provided us the initial draft of the Nicene Creed, which we still recite today as a concise statement of our Trinitarian Christian faith. And now we are in a place where we can begin to enter the portion that I want you to really focus on today. John tells us that Jesus is the light to all mankind, but the people did not receive Him. Those few who did receive Him, those who do believe on Jesus' name, Jesus gave the right to become the children of God. Now how? How is it we become the children of God? Are we born a child of God by blood? No, John eliminates that. God is not our physical, fleshly Father. That one's pretty obvious on its face. Are we born a child by the will of our own flesh? No. Our flesh is not strong enough to become a child of God. Each and every one of us can point to our own failures, our own sins, which demonstrate that the flesh is too weak to keep the law of God and by keeping the law of God become His child through the will of our own flesh. Simply is not possible. Are we born a child of God through the will of other people? Well, that would be really nice, but it's also not the case. Although we can pray for others all day and all night, and God may indeed hear those prayers and answer them, like He did the prayers of St. Monica when she was praying for her son, Augustine, who later became St. Augustine, we cannot simply choose for another person to become a child of God. It is not my choice. It is not your choice. It's not the choice of any other person who is here on earth. None of us get to make the choice about who will be or won't be a child of God. It is not the will of man that makes a person the child of God. And that leaves us one option. Being born a child of God is by the will of God. Who, Because it was His will that we become His children, He sent His Son Jesus full of grace and truth so that we may in fact be given through that grace the right to become the children of God. And that's how we get to the next parallelism in our text. Last week we briefly covered how Moses was a foreshadowing of Jesus with the attempted infanticide, trying to kill Moses, trying to kill Jesus, and then how they were both called out of Egypt to deliver God's people. And this week, 
John gives us another Moses to Jesus comparison. Our gospel passage tells us, For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. The law, in theory, could save you if you were able to keep the law with absolute and complete perfection. If you could, then you could make yourself a child of God through the will of the flesh. But we've already considered and admitted how none of us can keep the law with absolute perfection through our own strength, through the will of the flesh. And therefore, St. John tells us we are not, cannot be born God's children through our own will. Now Moses and Jesus, they were both tasked to deliver God's people. But Moses only has the law. And as a result, cannot actually complete his mission because we all fail to keep the law of God given through Moses for our deliverance. So instead, it is through the will of God, His will to extend grace and mercy, that Jesus, the Word of God, and the light of the world, who was with the Father in the beginning, He was made flesh and dwelt among us, so that if we trust in Him and believe on His name, we will, by His grace, be given the right to be children of God. And that is greater than any other gift we could ever receive. Merry Christmas. Amen.